Welcome to the Lose Your Cravings podcast, taking a different approach to reducing your cravings once and for all with your host, Kisa Amaro, Certified Integrative Health Coach. Well, welcome back, my friends. I'm Kisa Amaro, and I help ambitious women transform their negative body image and obsession with weight into body confidence so they can show up fully in their life and their career. And hey, if you would like more support in reducing your cravings so you can maintain a healthy weight for good, then I invite you to schedule a complimentary call with me. On this call, I'll share with you the exact blueprint you need to reduce your cravings for good. There's no obligation on this call, but if you would like to continue working with me, I'd be happy to show you what that would look like. Now, I only open up a few of these calls each week, so if you would like support in reducing your cravings, then head on over to the show notes and follow my calendar link to book a call. Okay, on to our topic for this episode, and this episode is all about choosing you. Now, why on earth would you want to choose yourself? What are you talking about, Kisa? Okay, well... Let's talk about what happens when you don't choose you, okay? Because this is what happens with many of us and many of my clients, when they come to me, they are not choosing themselves. When you, when you make other people's needs more important than your own, you only hurt yourself. You don't make time for exercise, getting enough sleep, time to decompose decompress, time to meal plan and cook foods that serve you. Now, when we put other people's needs above our own, then we find ourselves depleted and irritable and unhealthy, just not feeling good, right? We don't set and hold boundaries. We are easily influenced by other people. We neglect our self-care and act in ways that we might not want to right? Like saying yes to something you don't want to or have time to do in order to not make other people mad or uncomfortable. When you choose other people above you, you are only hurting yourself. And when you are tired, irritated, feel like you don't have control of your own life, then you are not showing up as your true self and in a way that can best serve you as well as other people. Simply put, when we don't take care of ourselves and put other people's needs above ours, then we become physically, emotionally, and mentally exhausted and are not living up to our full potential or at our full potential. So you may be thinking, Kisa, this sounds a little selfish. You know, I was taught to put others' needs before mine and to take care of other people and help people who may need my help, right? Now, I'm not saying to not help people, right? I'm simply saying that in order to help people, we must first take care of ourselves and focus on ourselves, right? So let's take a look at what will help you choose you to make you a priority so that you have energy and mental capacity to care for and interact with others in a way that serves both you and the other people, right? When we take care of ourselves, when we put ourselves as a priority, when we choose ourselves, we are able to show up in life at our full potential, 
And therefore we have the energy, we have the mental capacity, we have the, like the physical energy, the mental, emotional energy to help other people as well. Okay. So I want to share four things or strategies that will help you choose you. And those are setting and holding boundaries, staying in your own lane, letting go of people pleasing and self-care. So these are all ways that you can choose you so you can better help and serve others. I'm going to dive deeper into each of these and explain how they affect you, your health, and choosing you. So right off the bat, do you recognize if you're struggling in one of these areas? You may have a hard time setting and holding your boundaries. Maybe you're a people pleaser, or maybe you are more focused on taking care of others that you neglect to care for yourself. Or maybe you are easily influenced by others and their actions and you do things that you might not necessarily do. Okay, so let's start with boundaries. So what do you consider a boundary? Are you good at setting them? Are you good at holding them? That's another another, um, beast in itself, right? You can set your boundaries, but are you good at holding them? Or maybe you have no clue what I'm talking about when I say boundaries, (laughs) right? So when we set boundaries, we are letting people know how to treat us, right? We are letting other people know what we will tolerate. So when setting a boundary, you can use this framework. This is the best framework I've ever learned and used. If you blank, I will blank, okay? If you cuss in front of my child, I will take my child and leave the room right? If you come into my house without my permission, I will call the cops. If you call me while I'm with a client, I will not answer and I will call you back when I have the time. If you bring home ice cream, cake, I will decide if I want to eat it or not. I will not let you make me feel guilty, right? So you don't necessarily need to outright say or state the boundary, but it can be implied, right? So for instance, most of us know, uh, um, sorry, most of us knock on someone's door, right? We know to knock on someone's door before entering their home, right? We don't just barge in unannounced without letting them know we're coming over, right? We knock on the door. And we understand that if I just let myself in, there may be a negative consequence. Like they, if it's somebody I know, they may be like, hey, what are you doing? Like they might get mad at me or like tell me like, hey, you need to knock. Like I'd appreciate it if you knocked, right? If I just go into somebody's house that I don't know, they're probably maybe going to call the cops. They're probably going to tell me to get out and then they might call the cops, you know, or say that they're going to call the cops, right? So I don't need to let everyone know that if I'm in a session with a client that I will not answer my phone. This is just a boundary I set for myself and people generally understand it, right? They're like understanding that if I'm with a client, I'm not going to answer my phone. They don't get mad at me. And if they do, that's on them. So setting boundaries is fairly easy, right? Like we can create the boundaries, but the hard part is holding up your boundaries, And that is your responsibility. It's not the other person's responsibility, right? Like if you blank, I will blank. Boundaries are something you create. It tells the other person how you will act 
if they act in a certain way. It's not telling them what to do or what not to do, right? If there's a strange man knocking on my door trying to get in my house, I wouldn't say, stop doing that. I would say, I'm going to call the cops, right? Okay. So I'm letting other people know what I will do if they act in a certain way. Now, there's no need to choose. Sorry, this is where you need to choose you, right? If you set a boundary, you need to uphold it, right? Often we think people will not respect us because we hold up our boundaries. But the opposite is true. When we set and hold our boundaries, people know what to expect from us and we gain their respect, right? Where do you need to work on your boundaries in your life, right? Is it setting them? Is it just, you know, being aware of boundaries? Like maybe we didn't really even understand the definition of boundaries. Now I need to like be aware of them. I need to set them and I need to uphold them. Okay, so next let's talk about staying in your own lane. Now, these kind of all melt together, but when we stay in our own lane, we focus on our goals and don't let other people try and sway us out of our goals. When I get together with friends, there's usually drinking involved. You know, I don't choose to drink. I don't like it. I don't like the way it makes me feel. And my body just doesn't really like it. And people will offer me a drink and though everyone else around me is drinking, I say, no, thank you. And I'm staying in my own lane, right? I'm staying in my own lane. And this is also true for birthday parties. <laughs> I was at our neighbors the other night for their daughter's birthday and they had cupcakes there, right? And I chose not to have a cupcake, right? Even though everyone else had one, because I don't really like cupcakes with confetti frosting on them. It's not my thing. <laughs> right? I stayed in my own lane. I didn't just eat it because everybody else was eating it. I stayed true to myself. Now, had it been ice cream cake, I probably would have enjoyed a piece because I love ice cream. So don't worry about what other people are doing. They have their own goals. And this can be over-restricting or maybe it's over-exercising as well as overeating and not exercising, right? We don't know what their goals are or maybe we do and maybe they're not achieving them in a healthy way, right? So we're often influenced by diet culture or what other people are doing to lose weight, okay? Stop doing that. <laughs> I'm just going to be blunt. Stop doing that. Stay true to yourself and know that you are the only person who is going to get you to your goals. Nobody else is getting you to your goals. You're the only person. Okay. So yes, you can surround yourself with like-minded people, but ultimately you are responsible for you. If you have worked with me or if you choose to work me, with me in the future, I can make you follow, or sorry, I can't make you follow my tools and strategies, right? I can show you how and I can give you support and encouragement, but I can't make you act in a specific way. That's all up to you, right? I can guide you, but ultimately you are responsible for your own actions. When you stay in your own lane, you choose you and you reach your goal sooner and in a healthy way. 
So next is probably my favorite and something I am still working on, and that is people-pleasing. I used to be a huge people pleaser. I can remember growing up just wanting to make my teachers and my parents happy so I would do what they wanted so that they would be happy. Now, this may seem like I was a well-behaved child, but as I grew up, I didn't feel confident making making decisions for myself. And I believed that what adults said, and this even got me into restricting my food, right? I believed everything an adult said. No matter what, I didn't question it, and I did things to please other people. I was told by multiple people that I could benefit from losing weight, and guess what? I started restricting food because I wanted to please those people. Let me tell you a secret. You are not responsible for other people's happiness. Just like no one but you is responsible for your happiness. What they think is about what they think about you is all about them, and it has nothing to do with you. What they say to you is all about them and has nothing to do with you. You are not responsible for others, other people's feelings, right? I can't express that enough. You have no responsibility in that. It's all them. It's all what they are thinking. Right? The thoughts that are going through your head are creating their own feelings. So how can you let go of what other people think about you and start choosing you? Okay, lastly, I want to talk about self-care. Often when we think about self-care, we think about like manicures, bubble baths, and massages. You know, these are all great and wonderful, but I want you to dive a little deeper when it comes to self-care. What do you need? What do you truly need? What needs are you not getting met? And how can you meet those needs? This goes along with boundaries and people-pleasing, right? No one is responsible for meeting your needs. It is your responsibility to meet your own needs. If you wait for somebody else to meet your needs, you're going to be waiting a long time right? It may never happen. So, <laughs> so understand that you are responsible for meeting your own needs. Okay. Do you need some downtime from the family during the, the a holiday or family gathering, right? Go out for a walk, find a quiet room to meditate or do some yoga or read, right? Listen to a podcast. Maybe it is journaling or using mindset tools that you need. Right? Self-care can look any way you want. It might be playing Dungeons and Dragons or needing a scarf. I don't know. What need is not being met and what can you do to meet that need? Just like you are not responsible for other people's feelings and they are not responsible for yours, you are responsible for getting your needs met. No one else is responsible for getting your needs met. So how can you add in self-care to your day or your week? And now it doesn't need to take up a lot of time. It could be five minutes. It could be 10 minutes. It could be 15 minutes, right? How can you add in some self-care? Okay. Now that I've shared these four strategies with you on how you can choose you, 
you can see that it's really not selfish. This is not being selfish. It is taking care of you so that you can show up fully to help and serve others in ways that will help both you and all parties involved, right? Now, I would love to hear which strategy resonated with you the most. You can simply email me at kisaamaro at gmail. Sorry, kisa.amaro. That's K-E-Y-S-A dot A-M-A-R-O at gmail.com. Or head on over to my social media and let me know which strategy resonated with you the most. Okay, my friends, this is all I have for you today. If you like what you heard on this episode, I invite you to head on over to iTunes and leave an honest review. This helps us show up higher on search results and therefore we can reach and help more people. I'd greatly appreciate it. And join me for my next episode where I answer the question, what is food freedom? Okay, my friends, have a wonderful rest of your day. And until next time, bye.